Hey everybody, and welcome to the Marketing Blender Show. I'm Dacia. And I'm Daisy. Now today, we are actually doing a topic that has been requested frequently. So thank you guys for those of you that reached out to us about this. So the topic today is how to build a marketing budget. So I'm super, super excited. Although I do feel like I'm a little distracting. So I do have to say go Rangers. So I know by the time this goes live that the World Series will be a far forgotten cry. And I know you do not care at <laughs> all, but I just had to mention, I am so excited. So I'm on a Rangers high this morning, even though we're about to talk about budgets. I have watched half of two Rangers games in my lifetime. <laughs> Better than zero. It's okay. It's okay. But being a DFW company, had to rec I had to recognize. So, okay, back to the marketing budget. All right, so I'm excited to talk about this because I think it's wildly misunderstood. And I think this is one of those hidden places that waste and friction, especially in leadership teams or between marketing sales, really happens. And making sure that your strategy is aligned with your budget is super, super important. So where do you wanna jump in when, when you think about, okay, how do we actually help our clients build a marketing budget? Where do you wanna start? So first of all, we usually run into one of two attitudes. Number one is whatever I can scrape together from between the couch cushions <laughs> is my marketing budget. Yes. If whatever's left over from all the important things, that, yes, that goes that goes toward marketing. Yes. And the other one is, well, we have always spent X, Y, Z, so I, I'm terrified to change what we spend or how we spend. And neither of those approaches are doing anyone any good. No, I would add actually a third. And it's, um, that's a great idea. We'll spend and see if it works. Oh, not a good idea either. Please stop doing that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I think the, the first place that we should start is talking about ROI because that's the number one thing. What do I get from my money? And I actually got asked this question several times at one of the expos that we were at recently. People would come up to me in, in the booth and the very first thing they would ask was, so what's the ROI on what you guys do? Yep, yep. And always always good to ask about roi at the appropriate time so asking a, a chief marketing officer about the roi on marketing spend before you have informed them of your total revenue your current customer acquisition cost your current customer churn rate your revenue goals your profit margins your competition the maturity of your current lead generation pipeline what marketing automation you already have in place in other words all of the context yeah. that is allows there, you to get. Exactly, is there any foundation you're building upon, including brand equity? Absolutely, and you're so right on point. So for a company that has never done marketing before, if they think they're gonna get the same ROI out of that as a company that is looking to optimize an existing marketing ecosystem, that's not realistic. No, that's right. Your ROI increases as long as you have a system that you're actually optimizing, which of course is what we advocate for all the time. You know, the other thing that I like about you bringing up the attitude and the point of view is that you and I advocate for people to ask about ROI and yes. to bring that into the conversation. But I also hear people talking about, well, the return on investment of this tactic Ooh, careful. We want a total ROI of your total system. And that is not about tactics. It's about your goals. So literally ROI is what do you want to accomplish? 
And when do you have to accomplish that? Because two examples, we've got this, both of these scenarios in our client roster right now, a company in trouble, right? Where they have limited runway, they had a surprise in the market and they're trying to pivot quickly. The ROI conversation is very different because the impact on the business has to happen now now because they're in trouble and so we're looking at it very differently versus companies that are trying to scale or launch a new product or enter a new market or do something broader build resilience and so they're expanding their pipeline and so the system is working it's so so different because it is incumbent on the goals that you're trying to accomplish and so I agree the ROI has to happen in the right place, but also in the right thing. It's not just the ROI of a tactic, but how does that, what do you need that to be in order for your company to be strong and moving forward? So when businesses start asking the ROI question too early without any context around their revenue goals, it's almost always because they think that marketing is just a tactic or a set of tactics. You can always talk about potential ROI on specific tactics because there are benchmarks and there's forecasting to look at. But until you have the context of the business and its goals, you can't talk about the overall ROI of your marketing budget. Absolutely. So it's interesting because we used to build our scorecards last and now we build them first in order to make sure that we're creating a culture between us and our clients of data friendly approach and accountability around numbers and clarity on ROI. So we start with the goals exactly like what you said. So as we move into how do you build the marketing budget, we actually for a moment pause once your goals are documented and what needs to happen, we move into who is your target market. We document the personas because the number one rule of return on investment, which is directly related to your budget, is you go where your buyers go. So you have to know who are you targeting because we see massive waste in budget when people are going to trade shows, but their key decision makers are not there or they're doing other things like being on certain social media platforms and that is not where their key buyers go for information so we have to think about all of the tactics that are possible regarding your specific psychographic profiles and target market as we start to think about the tactics that we might spend on so we definitely start looking at the marketing plan and we don't do a knee jerk we don't go oh let's do social media or let's do digital marketing. No, no. We think about the landscape, what we're trying to accomplish, and we start documenting all of the options. So where do we go from there? You know, once people are thinking, okay, spend on their humans that they're trying to target and spend in relationship to their goals, where do we go after that? Right in conjunction with go where your buyers go is aim at the right problem. And we talk about this over and over again. Solve the problem that you actually have in your marketing flow. Don't spend on the things that are fun or you think are interesting or that make you the happiest, but solve the problems that you're actually facing. If nobody knows about your business, you have a brand awareness problem. If nobody cares about your business, you have an engagement problem. If people aren't finding you online and visiting your website, you have an issue with both visibility and traffic. If people are on your website and not doing anything, you have a conversion problem. 
If you have marketing qualified leads that are not converting to sales qualified leads, you have a nurture issue. And if you got sales qualified leads and they're not closing, you have an issue with your sales team. Yes, absolutely. So you guys, um, at some point, I want you to finish the episode, but I want you to go back and timestamp what she just said and write down those levels. This is such a common place where budget is in the wrong place where you're not thinking in totality about what you need to accomplish. The other thing I wanted to add is do not choose tactics just because your competitors are doing them. It doesn't mean that they're right and it doesn't mean that it's right for you. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love what you're saying there. So that's the thing is now we are saying, okay, we've got the marketing plan. We've got all of the different tactics that we believe. And now we've got to get into prioritization because prioritization is about what will you budget for? What are the things that you're going to choose now that will help you accomplish the goals that we set out in the very beginning? So now we're really applying strategic focus. And um, we recently just started implementing a quadrant in our approach. So talk to talk, talk to everybody a little bit about, you know, how they should be thinking about prioritization. Because you're right, what you said earlier, it's not just about sexy or what's fun or what you think is going to work. Like you actually have to have a structured way of thinking about the impact on the business. By this point, you guys have figured out that both Daisy and I are chief marketing officers. But what you might not realize is there's a whole team of us at the Marketing Blender, and we also have outsourced marketing teams. So if you're curious about how we break revenue plateaus, how we untangle sticky messaging, and how we make sure to drive exciting return on investment and profitable growth, check us out at themarketingblender.com. But it's not just for mid-market companies. We've also figured out how to scale it down for small businesses too. The Marketing Blender Lab is our program just for small businesses looking to hit their first million in revenue. You still get to work with a real chief marketing officer, and we use the same structures and systems that work to grow big businesses to help you meet and exceed your goals. So again, if you're interested, check out themarketingblender.com. See you there. When you're looking at prioritizing how you spend your marketing budget, you want to look at effort and impact. So if something is low effort and high impact, those are the quick wins. And those are the places where you want to put your first marketing dollars. If something is low effort and high impact, it often looks like optimizing the things you're already doing that could just be done better. Sometimes it looks like pay-per-click because that's a really rapid return on investment. If you find the right keywords, you can have a dramatic impact on your business without necessarily spending a ton of money or a ton of time to get that launched. If you're looking at things that are high effort and high impact, those are your game changers. And those might look like becoming a thought leader in your field or building the perfect lead magnet or tool that will transform your ability to generate leads. They're going to take some time. They're going to take a lot of effort to build, but they're going to have a dramatic impact on your business. Another thing that might go in this section is getting your CRM working, marketing automation. Those are heavy lifts, but they will definitely change the game for you. That's where you want to put the most dollars. The next place to look is low effort and low impact. So these are things that you need to do consistently, and that might look like organic social, it might look like organic SEO, where it's not going to have an immediate effect on, for example, your lead generation pipeline, but it is going to have a cumulative effect over time, so you don't want to ignore it. And that's where you want to put consistent marketing dollars. And in the final quadrant, you have 
high effort and low impact. And these are your money pits in your marketing budget. And we often see this in businesses that think they need, for example, a brand new website. If that's not the thing that's fixing their marketing problem, then they do not need to be spending on a brand new website. They might be spending on optimizing a few things on the website for those quick wins, but they don't want to be spending 20, 40, $60,000 on a brand new website that's not going to deliver ROI. Another area where we see people looking at high effort and low impact is often the trade shows. So if you're looking at the real ROI on your trade shows over the years, if you're not getting at least 5x ROI on every trade show that you're doing, you need to seriously consider if those are money pits. Absolutely. And so I want to transition there because you're starting to talk about what's in the marketing budget, which of course our audience is going, well, of course that stuff is in the marketing budget, but we actually see a lot of accidental hidden mistakes here when everybody goes from prioritizing what they're going to do and so they're like, okay, this is what we're gonna focus on. And people have a tendency to think about this from their to-do lists, right? We're gonna move this forward, who owns it? That's excellent. But then what we see is that that prioritization does not match up with a budget. So here's why I wanna bring this up and here's why it gets a little squirrely is because on the P&L sometimes, marketing is a single line item, but it doesn't capture everything that your marketing actually is. Sometimes print is hidden somewhere over here. Sometimes trade shows are called something else. Your salaries are in a different place. And so people get really confused, but it is very healthy to make sure that you're really thinking through what are all the dollars that you're actually associating with your growth goals. Because what we see is people start to invest their time and attention. But then when we start talking about dollars, maybe trade shows didn't get prioritized. But for some reason, because you've always done six trade shows a year, all of a sudden there is a massive expenditure in salaries, in time, in trade show booths, in event, in the, in the actual cost of the sponsorship. And so that means you're spending on the top, that impact in visibility and reach, what Daisy was talking about earlier, but maybe your problem is actually in lead generation and that's not what that tactic is actually for in your marketing plan. So oftentimes we really see a miss between where you're actually spending and what you said you needed to do. So I know this feels a little bit like redundancy, but man, we see this so frequently that the business development funnel should match the budget. What are you spending on visibility? What are you spending on traffic and conversion? What are you spending on lead gen? What are you spending on sales enablement? What are you spending on foundation? Exactly like what you said. So really clarifying that. So we've kind of touched on it, but let's talk about what is in marketing, like how a CMO thinks about what is inside of a marketing budget and even more importantly, what's not in a marketing budget. So what are some, some of the things that pe you, people would be surprised that you consider as part of the marketing budget that they need to be associating? Anything having to do with revenue, reputation, and resilience is in the marketing budget. Anything that is one-to-many yes. communication. And guess what? That includes communicating with your employees. If it's driving resilience for your business, guess what? That's part of your marketing budget communicating with existing customers, anything outside of transactional customer service or service ticket management, 
anytime you're communicating with your customers, that's part of your marketing budget. Especially if there's a goal associated with it. Especially. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely any marketing salaries are need to be considered as part of your marketing budget. Um, if there is collateral specific to the sale of your product, then that needs to be considered that. And a lot of times I see that hidden. So people will say, well, we don't really spend very much on your marketing. Yes, you do. You're just calling it something different. You're putting it somewhere else on your P&L. So one, because that's a great place to cut waste and improve what you can actually harness and focus on better things to spend on. And then I think the one thing, the question I get a lot of times um, is around, do CMOs think sales salaries are a part of marketing? And generally speaking, I say no. Um, for publicly traded companies, typically are they are part of that big sales investments why you see a lot higher dollars there. Um, but I prefer that at least on the sales salaries, they're separate in the marketing budget because the sales salaries can detract from what you're trying to do and the ROI that you actually need to see and it can get really blurry. So I like to have marketing salaries inside of that, but not sales salaries. I agree. And again, marketing is supposed to be one to many and sales is supposed to be one to one. So when you're looking at ROI, if you look lump it all together, it's going to be very difficult to say, what are we getting out of this? And that's a question you don't want to have fuzzy answers to. No, and it also means you have to change your perception of things. Now, I actually like the idea of changing a paradigm around sales is a part of your overall business development marketing strategy. It's the part that closes the deal. There's a larger ecosystem there, but it also means that you guys would have to start thinking about larger percentages of your revenue that go to growth. And I think they're pretty hard to stomach for a lot of people. So we would be remiss if we did not answer the question, how much should I be spending on marketing? So Daisy, let's go ahead and tell them because this is always the answer, even if people don't want to hear it. It is, and with Dacia's mention of this does not include sales salaries and their bonuses, about 10% of revenue should go toward marketing. That's a general ballpark figure. It does vary depending on what industry you're in, whether or not you wanna grow, how fast you wanna grow, what does the competitive landscape look like, what are your competitors actually spending, and what do you need to spend to at least break even, if not uh, break out and break ahead. But 10% is a really healthy number to be looking at when you're considering what should you budget yeah, for marketing. Absolutely, and I think the final warning I wanna give people is the danger of un under-investing, because you might as well not spend anything if your dollars can't get you anything. And so you've got to be really practical. And that's why this budgeting conversation is so important. And again, why it starts with your goals, because that is how you start to determine what to do and what real ROI is, not just cherry picking. Well, what's the ROI of this? What's the ROI of this? It's how does it cumulatively grow your business? All right. Any final thoughts? I would just say, if you don't feel like you have enough money in your marketing budget, that doesn't mean that you give up. It just means that you get really, really smart about where you start. Look for those early wins, the quick wins, and look toward building a system that will become self-sustaining and that will make you 
more profitable over time. Oh, so glad you brought that up because you're right. We talk about this in our small business podcast and our small business program so frequently, but you guys don't forget that we're not just talking about money when we're talking about budgeting, so especially when we're talking to small businesses, we like to talk about your ATM. So attention, time, and money. The more money that you have, a lot of times then you can outsource and delegate the responsibilities of those to other people. The less time you have, the more you need to spend, right? So there's a correlation there. If you don't have a lot of money, there are plenty of guerrilla marketing tactics that you can do, but you better bet you are spending a lot of attention and time on that. And that's okay because this is the growth and success of your business. So it's still super, super important, especially for small businesses, ruthless prioritization because that's what creates strategic focus and the discipline that you need in order to be successful. So thank you so much, Daisy. This was a fun one. I know it's kind of more on the serious side. And so I don't know if our creatives are going to be like, Whoa, this one's painful, but this one's so important if you really want your marketing to work. It does. And again, having the right priorities, aiming at the right goals, you will get more for your marketing budget. Absolutely. So you guys, one other thing, we did a long episode, not a long episode, but an important episode on marketing ROI that actually supplements and complements this one. So we will link that other episode in the show notes and we'll see you next time onward and upward.